Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joe Lobbock, pastor of Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Very good to be here. It's great to have you here. Thanks. We're continuing our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church on the Ten Commandments. And this week we've been discussing the Sixth Commandment, You Shall Not Commit Adultery. And uh, we start today with question 411 from the UCAT. Why is prostitution a form of fornication? Well, obviously, as I said, fornication is at sexual intercourse outside of marriage between unmarried people. Prostitution is doing it outside of marriage between unmarried people for 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 monetary purposes, and so again it takes away. There is no no commitment there. There's no real love there. That's not love uh, in any way, shape, or form. So it's just a matter of satisfying uh, people's needs and appetites. The prostitute for money and the other person for their own pleasure and their so-called appetites, or as they might describe them, their needs that they have. Mm-hmm. So again, it remains totally out of the context of God's plan and design. And again, it's all about selfishness and pleasure. Exactly. So 412 asks, why is the production and consumption of pornography a sin against charity? Because it treats people, first of all, it treats people as objects. It objectifies a person, their sexuality, and again, it's it's not something, this is a very intimate thing, and it's to be shared between a husband and wife, not something in magazines, in movies, and in the internet. Again, it just simply objectifies those people and makes them uh, less than human. So it is a, a sin against charity, because we're not supposed to treat each other that way. We're supposed to treat each other with respect and decency and love and wanting what's best for that person and the person can't be involved in that kind of activity and still and still feel good about themselves because they're not living as God created them to live and eventually it's going to to swallow them up mm-hmm. so you know it just has no it really doesn't have any it has no place in God's plan and therefore it should have no place in our plan for ourselves. Okay. So Father, what is the church's teaching on rape? Rape is a very violent act and again it takes away another person's freedom. It's it's a it's a matter of force and violence against a human being. So there's nothing that, that's good about that at all. It's, again, a sin against charity. It's a sin against uh, God's whole plan for our sexuality, for the, the procreation of children and their education. So it has, again, no place in, in God's plan for us. It's a deviation from that. It's a, 
It's just a, 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 an act of violence that only seeks to satisfy one person, to be something for them, and they don't. And again, that person doesn't care anything about the other person involved. Mm -hmm. uh, Four fourteen asks, "What does the church have to say about using condoms to fight AIDS?" Well, the use of condoms is is again is against the whole idea of God's procreative and unitive plan for sexual intercourse between a husband and wife. Uh, and in a way, the uh, whole idea of condoms don't really guarantee you anything, that bacterial infections can still permeate uh, that, that rubber, that latex, whatever it's made of. It's nothing. The only way to fight AIDS is through abstinence. That's the only way you can do it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's following a, a more along God's plan and God's life. And again, that's, that's against the way the world is today because nobody wants to abstain. Yeah, they just want to do what they want to do without any responsibility. That's, that's the objective. They want to have sex when they want to have sex and not be responsible for the other person or for any new life that might come into the world. Mm-hmm. 415 asks, what is the church's uh, judgment on homosexuality? Well, obviously, homosexuality is something that is a great concern to the church today. There are people, for whatever reason, uh, they some think they're born with same-sex attraction, and that yet, that yet has to be determined. Some people say it's a genetic disposition, and that has never been proven, that it is genetic in any way, shape, or form. But it is something that people have, and they don't understand why they have it. It's not typically something that someone chooses, but it's something still they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. But they have to deal with it in the context, again, of chastity. You know, there's no sin, and the church does not hate homosexuals or people with same-sex attraction. We don't hate anybody, and it's not a sin to have that attraction. But the sin comes when we act on it, when we act it out with some with another person or ourselves. So that's what we have to be careful of. And yet we have this whole movement in the world today in our own country where now, we, you know, same-sex marriage is, is legalized by the so-called Supreme Court. Have They've said it. They've, that's, and that's it. To a lot of people, that's the law of the land, just like abortion is. Mm -hmm. But it's still against God's law. That's not what God made us to be or to do. Mm -hmm. And it does not bring real happiness to anybody. Two people, again, a man and a man, a woman and a woman, cannot do and live what God created us to be. You can't bring new life out of relationship between two men or two women. It is. It is totally negates the whole idea of God's plan. We cannot take God's plan and remake it again according to our own wants and desires. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. God made man and woman in His image and likeness. He called them to be fruitful and multiply, and that they are to be united as one in the sacrament of marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's supposed to be. And you know we can. We can certainly have all kinds of things to help people. There's a whole organization called Courage that 
And the main idea of courage is simply to help people live chaste lives. Mm -hmm. That's what courage is all about. It's not about putting people down or trying to change people's feelings or change anything about them. It is only there to help people to look and see the, the beauty of God's grace and what God has created us to be, what he has made us to be. Mm -hmm. So the church's teaching is that Homosexuality or same-sex attraction is not a sin of itself, but acting on it and having the sexual activity outside of marriage is that's the sin. That's, it's wrong. We can't sin just because we have a feeling or an attraction that we don't understand. Only if we act on it. If I I can be have a, a great propensity to steal. I would just I walk into a store and this feeling comes over me like I want to take something. Okay, that's not a sin. But if you start taking things, stealing, then it's a sin. Mm -hmm. It's wrong because it hurts other people. And that's what uh, same-sex attraction and acting on that, we may not see it. We might just say, well, it's two people. They love each other. It's nobody else's business. Yeah, it is because that's a reflection of our society and everything that is true about us, just like marriage, is not just between a man and a woman. It's about all of us. That's what God made it to be. And so that relationship just eats away at the fabric of our society and our whole way of thinking. It brings about more and more of that idea that it's all about me and mm -hmm. what I want, what I need. And that flies in the face of God's whole plan. Isn't it kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah, where the people gave in to their desires? Well, yeah. And ultimately angered God so much that he. Yeah. But we don't have it. to, you know, God was angry, sure, but we don't, God doesn't have to do anything. All he has to do is, if we, if, if we continue to disobey him and do what we want, we bring all these things on ourselves. God doesn't sit up in heaven and say, okay, I've had it. Now I'm going to punish them all. I don't think I don't think God works that way. Mm -hmm. But when we turn away from God, we're hurting ourselves, and things start going wrong, terribly wrong, as we can see in our society with what's happened to families and what's happening to children, and the how they're growing up. It's it's just not good. We don't have to we don't have to wait around for God to lower the boom, but. We bring it on ourselves because we ignore his command to love, to really love. Mm -hmm. So question 416 asks, what are the essential elements of Christian marriage? Again, as it says, unity, the unity of, between a husband and wife, a man and a woman, that this is for life. It's indissoluble. People say those words that for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, until death, that's what the we take them at their word. They said the words, and whether they meant them or whether they understood what they what they really meant is something that has to be dealt with maybe later and in a very specific way. But you say those words, that's for life. If things come up, there's sure marriages break up all the time for a lot of reasons. But the church looks at those instances individually and the process that some people are familiar with uh, for an annulment. 
-hmm. And openness to children is a very important part. Yeah, it's open to new life in, in that relationship, in that love. That child comes from the love of that man and woman. And the openness of a commitment to the spouse's welfare. Again, what I said, love is all about wanting for the welfare of another person, wanting what's best for them. Mm -hmm. Good point. So true love is loving as God loves. Right. As opposed to just trying to get something for myself or or what can I get from the other person or for for sex or for selfish reasons, whatever. Yeah. It's actually a total self-giving of ourselves to our spouse yes. and, and doing what's best for their welfare. Right. It's without doing, loving, without counting the cost, just like Jesus, when he was hung on the cross, he did it for the love of God and us. He didn't count the cost, obviously. Mm -hmm. and, and thank God that he did that for us. Right. We've been listening to Father Joe Labick as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church about what we really believe as Catholics, and we're talking about the Ten Commandments, in particular the Sixth Commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Father, can we have your blessing before we go today, please? May the blessings of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. We have hundreds of past Faith with Father shows archived, and we are now podcasting all of the new shows. You can subscribe right now on our website, livingbreadradio.com. Go to the Programming tab and click on Faith with Father. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.